Hi, my name is Les Heron, and this is my podcast, The Journey Life. I hope you subscribe, like, thumbs up, double thumbs up, five-star review. Uh, anything that you're listening to or watching me on, I would appreciate that a lot. Today, I'm doing my second interview that I've ever done on this podcast. It is with a friend of mine named Tim Stone. Tim is the pastor of Westlake Fellowship. He's been in ministry and broadcasting, youth pastoring. He's been a worship leader last 10 or 15 years, a senior pastor in Montgomery, Texas. So today we're going to talk about uh, identity. And so you've been preaching on it, teaching on it. So what I wanted to do is why don't you just give us a, a brief description of what identity is. Um, yeah, what identity is. So it's who we are. And, and um, it's one of those things that, you know, a lot of a lot of people want to find out, you know, their purpose. Like, what's my purpose? What, like, why am I here? And I, I'm convinced we have to understand who we are before we get to why we are. And so our identity is is who God made us to be, who He says mm-hmm. we are, who He okay. what He declares over us. Um, and um, um, yeah, it's the core of who we are. So identity wouldn't be. Uh foundationally or fundamentally like male or female or black or white or thing it would be something deeper than that yeah i think it's de- de- definitely i those are i think those are part of our identity but right. the core of the core of who we are is not external right right so um when um when god was choosing a new king what he told samuel was um you know kind of kind of preempted Samuel, you know, about this. And, and he said, listen, um, God looks at the heart. Man looks at the external, right? The outside, but God looks at the heart. And so the, the rest of the world saw someone in, living in obscurity, a shepherd, a nobody. Um, yeah, that's so, good. So, in, so insignificant his dad didn't call him, right? And to the, uh, to the ordaining meeting. And yeah, that's the guy that, that's the guy that God chose. Um, and, and it's because of who he was, it's who God created him to be. He, he was a King because God said he was a King. Yeah. Even though he was in a shepherd's clothing and out in the field and forgotten the least of these at that moment. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a, that's actually a great example of what identity is at the core. And then identity is, is partly, you know, our age and where we live and things like that, but that's all secondary or even tertiary right. to the primary of who God calls us to be okay that's good i like that yeah Yeah. in in one sentence then give me your definition of identity oh man in one sentence man i'm i'm asking i'm asking i'm asking a pastor to be brief and put something in one sentence that takes him a a long sermon series to describe (laughs) okay okay when Okay, this is great. No, that's great. Okay. So Moses, when Moses asked God who he was, what his name was, he said, I am that I am. So I would say our identity is who God says we are. That's good. That's what I was, as soon as I asked that question, I was like, oh, you already answered it. It is who God says we are. Yeah. 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 So you just go, you just go to that, um, I, because I, I listened to uh, uh, two of your messages and the, the, the thing you said, uh, you have a part in there where you said when Moses goes to God and says, hey, you know, I'm, I'm slow of speech, whatever he says. I didn't go back and read that scripture. And then God's response is like, Hey man, you're awesome, man. Just like <laughs> you're a great speaker. You're qualified. You're amazing. You can do it. I think of the water boy. You can do it. Moses. 
you know, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, like sh share a couple minutes on that, what God's response to Moses was, because it's I really for me, it was like uh, I'd never seen it before. Yeah, me either. I mean, when I read it, I'd never seen it before. Uh, Moses, you know, God's called him into purpose. He's speaking to him out of a burning bush. And God, you know, is is calling him into his purpose to go to Pharaoh and to um, lead the people of Israel into freedom. And Moses says, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and lead the people out? And, mm -hmm. um, you know, Moses saying who I am is not Moses actually asking God who he is. It's Moses re reminding God who he is, right? So like Moses, that, knows, yeah. Moses knows who he is. Moses knows he's a man on the run. He's a murderer, fugitive. He's in hiding. He's been in obscurity for decades. And, and now God's calling him into purpose. And so um, God's response to him is amazing. And, and it, it really has less to do about with, with Moses' ability, but it has everything to do with God's ability. Because God's response to Moses was, like you said, it wasn't, Moses, you're amazing. You're awesome. You can do this. Right. Uh, his response was, I will certainly be with you. Yeah. That's how God responds. Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, um, you can do, you, like, basically you can do this because I'm going to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not because of who you are, but because, not because of who I you am. are. Right. So that, that's gotta be, I mean, that got, that's gotta be great encouragement to anybody today. Who's like having a struggle in any area, thinking they're not good enough, thinking they can't do it, thinking they can't make it. And instead of like needing to believe something about themselves, they first can believe something about him. Right. That he is with right. me is the core, the core of my identity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, well, you know, we're created in his likeness. So to find out who we are, we got to know who he is. Right. 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 Yeah. And so, um, it got, like, I believe that conversation with Moses is really about God introducing himself to him. And, and the fact that, you know, he, he, he says, I'll be with you. And then he's like, what, what's in your hand? And Moses is like a stick. And, and it's like, God's like, I, I can do that. I can use yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, like, I can that, use, yeah. I can use that, which is amazing for all of us because whatever we have, whatever we have, God, God's like, I, I can use that. Yeah. And we struggle a lot with that. So what, what uh, going with the struggle, what do you think uh, is uh, one or two of the biggest challenges to Christians having a Christ-centered, cross-centered, what God called me identity. Why, why does that seem to be a big struggle for, or what is the biggest struggle? I think probably, uh, I, I would say, not knowing what God says about you. Oh, gotcha, yeah. And, and then not believing it. That's right? good, and yeah. So, so there's a lot of times we read scripture, and, and as a new believer, right, or as a, as a born-again believer, um, as a as a follower of Jesus, when our you know we read all about this new life in Christ, and a lot of times that like okay, well we read that, but we got to believe yeah. that, yeah, you know, um, and so I would say that I would say you know we either haven't been taught that, or we haven't learned it, or we just don't believe it. We don't truly believe that. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that idea of like we don't know, but then if we do know, we don't believe. Yeah. And I think we I think that's like describes a lot of my my Christian walk is that I've I've I don't know but then I do know but then I don't believe. And then I'm reminded again that I do know that God said that I am that he is 
but I still don't believe and to walk it out. And for me, that belief part is always the, of course, the key, the key it's to activate that belief. And if I do believe that he is with me and that he is enough, I then will step out in faith or in whatever. So that's good. You know, one thing when I, when I coach people on, I, I don't really coach on identity per se, but I do this, uh, this three D's of destiny where it's, you know, your design, I use design instead of identity, but design is always more on the visible, the parts we, you know, how we are strength finders, Enneagram and stuff like that. If I ask somebody to like, just describe to me like three or four things they're really bad at, or they struggle with, they can write for a long time. They want to do more than three or four or five. But if I say, Hey, give me a couple, three things that you're great at, that you're amazing at that. Maybe you're better than most people, you know, they don't want to write anything. And the conversation goes to, well, isn't that pride? Why do we Absolutely. struggle? Right. Yes. Yeah, so right. why do we struggle so so much with the idea that that we are fearfully and wonderfully made? That means me. That means Tim Stone. 61-year-old Les Heron, 42-year-old Tim Stone. Yeah. 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 I, I, why yeah. why do we <laughs> you like that? It's, it's, I'm gonna speak it that you're 40, 40 something. Yeah, you keep speaking that. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. We, we look like we're in our 40s, but why why do we struggle so much with this, like, I, identity of being something special, uh, handmade by God, uh, given gifts and talents and and special, you know, ways of in our personality? Is it so, the same thing or? Yeah. So, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness by by uh, by the enemy. Uh, the very first, the very first temptation was to doubt who God said He was. Right? God had right. just con- uh, just affirmed, "You're you're my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased." And then, and then uh, the first temptation we we that's recorded is Satan saying, "If you're the Son of God, right?" Mm-hmm. So doubt what God said. But it's interesting if you read the third one, um, Satan in Satan's temptation of Jesus, he uses the word. So Jesus is responding, it is written, it is written. And in the third temptation, Satan says, you know, you know, throw yourself down from here um, and God will protect you um, because it is written. And he uses the scripture, he uses the scripture and he twists it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think with our identity, um, why we don't believe or or why we struggle with that is because because the enemy uses scripture against us. Right. Because Mm -hmm. pride's an abomination. Well, we don't want to be prideful. We don't want to be prideful. Yeah. So he twists that and he thinks that it's so where we think or we believe that thinking good things about us is pride. Yeah. Yet it's not. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when God made us, this is what God said about us, right? After he makes right. all of creation, when he makes man in his image, this is what yeah. God says. It is very good. Yeah. So why can't we why can't we see ourselves the way God sees yeah. us as something that's very good? Yeah. I right. love that. And that that's actually been part of my journey is to like, is like God is saying good things over me and isn't part of my job to repeat what he's saying. Yes. So yes. I can say good things about me. Not everything's good about me. Not that it makes me, you know, an extra special person more in relationship to everybody else, but just in for me, between me and him, I'm an extra special person. Right. Been given right. gifts and yeah. So... That's really good. I like that. I, I, that's a great use of those, uh, the three temptations of Christ. I like that. 
So like, so most like we're, we're in, we're in a, a period of culture and we probably, it's always been there probably, but more so now we have the idea of identity politics, uh, color, uh, nationality, you know, what, just all the finance, whatever it is, financial or, or gender or anything like that. Um, sexual preference, things like that. Um, but Christians seem to outside of that, we seem to struggle and we seem to constantly put our focus on religious or physical or political identity rather than spiritual identity. What, what, what do you think the reason is that we keep our focus off of spiritual identity? I, I, it's a strategy of the enemy. I mean, like if we, if he can keep us from understanding who we truly are, then he'll keep us from, from doing what we were created to do. And I mean, like, like, think about this. So God creates male and female. And really the only, only, only thing about identity is in the beginning was they were created in, in God's image. And then we, we get the, this, this divisive thing or not divisive, but where God says, okay, this is male, this is female. And that's kind of where God leaves it, right? It's kind of where he leaves it. And so, so like, think about every time you fill out an application or whatever it is, there's always, um, there's always identity questions and they're always external things. And so I think the the culture of the world is always to focus on externals always. Yeah. And so um, God, God, you know, you've heard this said, um, you know, how many races are there? Well, according to God, he created the human race, right? right? The human right. race. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, and, and I hear, I've heard people say he's colorblind. Well, that's not true. He's not colorblind. Right. Um, right. It's just that those externals don't define us. Right. Right. They don't define us. And, and yet we let them. And so your question was like, why, why, why do we focus on the externals instead of the spiritual, our spiritual identity, um, I just think it's the culture we live in and, and it's, it's just, it's just fed us. It's just fed to us all the time. Yeah. Um, and, it, and we got to be it, intentional. Yeah. And it's probably just the easier thing. Cause I can, I yeah. can see your color, you yeah. know, and yeah. uh, there, there's a, there's a scripture in, uh, I think it's Paul and Corinthians and it's always like, uh, it's always like one of those irritating scriptures, but I've, I've gotten, you know, over the decades gotten to really, understand it more and more where paul says don't know anyone according to the flesh yeah but according to the spirit don't even those of you who walked with jesus don't know him as the physical flesh jesus know him as the he doesn't say all that but it's in there and it's really fascinating and so um when i look at people that's that's changed a lot when i especially when i judge someone or i don't like someone or i'm hearing what they're saying morally or politically I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm not to know them based on that. I'm, there's something deeper and uh, yeah. there outside of their morality or their politics or their religion or their physicality. So, all right, yeah. that's great. That's great. Yeah, Tim. I think you're right. I think it's easier. I think I think that's a great that's a great point. I, it's just it's just a lot it's just a lot easier. It's a yes. lot easier to look on the surface than it is to look deep, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. often we think we're going deep when we do it political or religious. But yeah. political yeah. and religious is really just as shallow as the color of our skin or the color of our eyes or how tall we are. Yeah. Yeah. So 
This I'm gonna I'm gonna get personal here. Are you ready? You could you, you uh -oh. need a hanky? You need to bring a uh -oh. tissue? Uh oh. Am I gonna so, cry? So <laughs> well, we covered that before we started the podcast. I can't make <laughs> you cry. You will just choose to cry yeah, right. based right. on things I say. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll have to cut all of that out now. Um <laughs> No, you, this is great. This is really good, Tim. They're really good stuff. Um, so what's been your biggest struggle in regards to your own identity? Mm. It, not, not feeling like I'm inadequate. Um, not good enough. Um, um, I, I would say, you know, I've worked through some some areas uh, in my life and, and, you know, done some, some ministry, some freedom ministry in that area, Sozo and Kairos where, um, um, yeah, just identifying that's a lie that I've believed for a, a big part of my life. And, um, you know, even though scripture says I'm complete in him, his strength is, it, you know, right. is perfect in my weakness. And uh, again, it goes back to, um, even though I know what the word says, I like, I have to believe that, you know, right. um, I have to believe that, that whatever God's called me to do, that, um, he's done a pretty good job of equipping me for it. But, uh, you know, in the middle of that, you know, when you're struggling, um, even though you know that in your head, um, you know, there's times in my life where I've walked out, you know, I've, I've lived that out where, where it's as if I didn't believe that. And, um, right. so yeah, yeah, I would think that that's probably the biggest area of my life. Yeah. yeah. So you've been winning that battle by getting some, some, the inner healing, you know, that, that seems like the, for me, that inner healing, that moment, uh, that, that Kairos at gateway or the Sozo that Bethel or that I've done it, you know, at Richland at, at uh, life church seven, uh, twice now is like that Sozo, that moment seems to put you in a space where you can't, you can't get out of it. It's not yeah. like it's a nine week Bible study that you can go from week to week and have a week gap and you can teach and feel good about what you're learning. It's like, here's face to face with, this is what, this is what your thoughts are about yourself and they contradict what the Lord says. So yeah, I think yeah, Kairos means, right. It means appointed time. Right, I, right. I think that's the. I think that's what it means. Kairos is appointed time. I like. Uh, I I think that there are times when we have to have appointed times where we right, where we yeah, the, where we meet with the Lord and we work through those things. Yeah, like I, most of the time, I think we sweep it under the rug. And we're men, right? We're men, right? So, so we're tough. well. I I identify as a man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 uh, so it's hard. So yeah. So our got, culture. Got you on, you, yeah, got yeah. you on that one. <laughs> That's awesome. Our culture, but our you know our culture. I, mean, I was raised in a culture where men don't cry, men don't show their weakness. Right. right. You know, and it's just not true. Like um, that, it's just a lie that our culture tries to to pin on us, a label, and that that's what a man looks like. But the the reality is. Like we all have garbage. We all have junk. Right. And I think a lot of times it's tied to identity. And if we don't set appointed times where we allow the Lord to, to help us work through those things, we'll, just, we'll carry it to the grave. That's good. And we'll be proud of it. Oh, we'll be, yeah, we'll absolutely be proud of it because we're men. So, and isn't, isn't the idea or the thought, the belief 
that men don't get help, don't seek help, that's an identity problem. Absolutely. And, you know, and so that's interesting. You know, that kairos means a point of time, and sozo means the completeness of salvation, body, soul, and spirit. I really, I didn't know that till like probably eight or 10 years ago. I love that whole idea of the wholeness of salvation. In, in Texas, we call it the, the, the whole enchilada. <laughs> it's yeah. the whole thing, right? It's like yeah. the whole thing. And I, I want, you know, I want the whole thing for too long. I've lived my Christian life just content with bits and pieces of much of the same thing instead of I want the whole thing. I want the body, the soul, and the spirit part of that freedom. So like, like I, I started with, I heard uh, several of your messages. That part about Moses was like, um, it's great. But I heard you say something else that I, I've never thought about before. I believe it, but I've never heard it in this way. And this is what you said in this message earlier um, a couple couple weeks ago. God already made an image of himself, and it is you. Yeah. That blew my mind. Go ahead that and take a, take a take a blew my take a minute and, and and talk about that because right there, that sounds prideful. Could be. I don't think it is, but you know what I mean. That sounds like oh, that's that's horrible. But that's that image. I am his image bearer. Yeah. So I mean, like all of nature reflects him, right? But but the 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 part of creation. I mean, if you, you look at Genesis in the six days of creation the thing that he created in his image was us. And yeah. it says that Jesus was the image of the invisible God. So Jesus, right, he's the second Adam, uh, was created in the image of the invisible God. And this is what's, what's incredible. Is Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And, right. and right. so we are his image bearer in the, uh, in the world. And, and I, that, that's who we are. Like I mean, we like we could try to run from that, and and then here's what's this is what's tragic, is when we don't want to be who he created us to be, when we reject who he created us to be, when we don't receive that, and we um, um, we fight against that, then then we're robbing the world of the image of God that he wants to show the world through me. Yeah. Yeah. And. And I, I believe that's why we see such an identity crisis in the world, which I don't think it's new. I, I think um, uh, like there's always been an identity crisis. I mean, right. since the very beginning of time. And so, um, so yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know if it's social media, the news, I, I don't know, but, but there's always been an identity crisis and, and there's always been one in the church. Like it's easy to see the right. one in the world, but right. there's also one, in yeah. the, it's also in the church. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, we're his, we're his image bearers, and 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 I I don't know that we like we totally grasp that, and I and I definitely don't believe we wholeheartedly walk in that, you know, like we're right. like yes, that's who I am, that is who right. I am, right? And I think we it, it is it's a struggle to believe that, and uh, we I think we 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 said this before we started recording, but I was talking about how that I've always taught that if you steal, you're a thief. But actually, in the kingdom, I'm a new creation. So if I do steal, I don't mean regularly, but if I if I steal, it I still it doesn't make me a thief. It's just that's a one off. That's outside of the character that I now am. I'm an image bearer. So all of these sinful things I do 
are now contrary to my new nature. And that's a really tough thing for people to grasp, probably because we're so look, we so look on an outside action-based, what am I doing identity? So yeah. yeah, that's really good. God already made, wouldn't that, wouldn't that change the way you talk to people? God, God already made an image of himself and it's you. Yeah, I know, right? And, you know, right. and how would that change the way I think about myself? You know, how like so, how it affects how we think about uh, uh, think about other people that yeah that that at the core of who they are are you know is is the likeness of him that they carry right. they, you know we often think well we're we're worthless you know pr prior to well you know obviously God saw something of worth in us because He sent His Son to die for us so right right there's got to be something redeemable about yeah. us yeah right yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I posted something the other day that uh, to to um, that we, you know, I, I can't remember exactly what it's put, but we've really we have to learn that the tension between I'm an in, image bearer and I still do things from my old man. You know, I'm a new creation, but I still do old creation stuff. But then focus on the new creation. Don't focus on the old creation stuff. Focus on the, you know, God's love the world, but we're taught to hate the world. But it's really God loved the world, and we can love the world and not be worldly, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, it's that tension that we're not maybe very good at uh, unless we are intentionally uh, aiming for that. So, yeah. so okay, let me add something to that real quick. So, does behavior does behavior determine identity, or does what God says determine identity? Right. Yeah. And so. So if I act like a plane, if I pretend like I'm a plane, it doesn't change the fact that I'm not a plane. I'm not uh, right, like, I, right. Right. And so I can act like it all day long. You know, a little kid who acts like a dog, he's not a dog. He's acting right. like a plane. Right. And yeah. so we, we attach, we attach um, behavior to our identity. And I think when we do that, we fall into the trap of the enemy. Yeah. Um, That's we good. Are who God says, we are who God says we are. Even though, like, I'm a son, right? I'm I'm his child. Even though sometimes mm -hmm. I act like a buffoon, I, it just right, right, yeah. Well, and if my if my daughter doesn't act like my daughter, she's still my daughter, right? She doesn't you don't even, kick, even if she, you don't kick her out of the house. Yeah, even if everybody says my son's not my son, he's still my son. Exactly. And even if exactly. even if my even if they run out of your house and leave and don't talk to you, they're still my children. Was yeah. the was was the prodigal ever not a son? Right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it, was he ever know, not a loved son? Exactly. Exactly. You know? so, I mean, yeah. the father says the father says my son was dead. But that was relationship, right? Fellowship, right? There's no fellowship, yeah. but he was always a son. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So I, I want to end with the two questions. So uh, the first end question conclusion is um, how much do you weigh? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> like like <laughs> two two hundred and none of your business. Two hundred and none of your businesses. <laughs> so, so what are the main benefits for a Christian when they have a strong, healthy identity in Christ? Freedom. I, it, like freedom. you live oh, in freedom. Good. Yeah. Like you you quit trying yeah. to be who God created you to be. In other words. You just receive the fact that uh, um, that you are who he says you are, and you're no longer trying to be that thing. 
So yeah. like that whole legalism in, in church is really based on people who don't right. understand their identity. They're trying to become right. who God already made them. Right. So it's, it's so, so if I have a strong health identity in Christ, I'm working from a yes. foundation or position of strength. I'm not working for identity. I'm not right. looking, I'm coming from a place of, I am his image bearer. I am designed in his, in his image, not I'm trying to look like him. Right. It's, it's foundationally based on something. Yeah, I, I love that. It's deeply spiritual and practical. I love that. Yeah. That's great. So what, what, are, what, what, what would be like a, uh, like a main uh, or a practical benefit of that freedom? What would that freedom look like for someone who uh, has a health identity in Christ? Well, how would make that, that make, how would that make a mom's day look different or a, uh, a mom or dad at work look different or a parenting look different? Um, I think when you're, when you're, when you're establishing, you know, who you are, you know, the, go, let's go back to the temptation where, where Satan tempts Jesus. And, and basically he's, he's asking Jesus to prove, right. He's asking Jesus to prove yeah, who he that's is. Good right? Tim. Yeah. And, and when you, when you know who you are, you don't have to prove anything to anybody. And so I don't have to behave to impress people. I, I like, I walk out of love and I, you know, I, I love like, so you said a mom or a father or, right. um, you know, I, I, I love well. Um, and I'm not trying to prove to anybody that I'm a good dad, that I'm a good husband. Right. Um, and, and so it's just, it's just living in that space where I know who I am based on what God says about yeah, me. Yeah. And um, it's just a liberating thing. So, uh, you know, consider the children of Israel led out of Egypt, out of slavery, but they couldn't they couldn't get slavery out of them. Yeah. And so when you find, when you finally realize, I think it's promised land living. I think that's how we live. Yeah. 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 That's good. That's good. All right. And we talked about like a main way to get like um, healing in your identity in Christ is a sozo and a kairos. And and I have done probably uh, some inner healing uh, session probably. Not every year, but close to every year since about probably, gosh, probably 15 or more years now. I have a one guy that I go, I've been going to for five or six years. And um, so that's really been helpful. I don't think I'm going for identity issues, but they're almost always identity issues. Because at my age, when I have problems, there's, you know, they're, they're not like horrible they're all everybody's problems are bad but they're not like horrible like it's not like i'm going bankrupt or i'm on drugs you know i'm, I'm looking for something i'm looking for another level of freedom and right. it's it's fascinating how much it goes back to my identity of how i'm seeing myself or not seeing myself but what are what are three ways for the person listening what are three ways that they can increase the healthiness of their identity in christ like like in the next week or two, what can they do? What practices can they put in place? Obviously meditating on the word, you know, finding yeah. scriptures about um, who we are in Christ and meditating on those. Um, um, I think, I think that's one thing I think, you know, like picking, picking people or choosing people, be very intentional about um, relationships with people who speak life into us and who can, right. who, um, you know, uh, 
there was a time when Jesus preached a message that every you know everybody bailed on him, and he looked at the disciples. Right. And he said, Were he, like, are you guys gonna go too? I mean, you're right, leaving yeah. too. And, and Peter, yeah. Peter speaks up, and Peter says, "Where are we gonna go? Because the words right. you speak are li- the words you speak are life. Like yeah. you bring life to us." And I think you know, and the first time Jesus ever met Simon Peter, he called him a rock. The very first time. Yeah. Yeah. And and um, and and then later on he called him that, and then he began to call him that all the time, and and so he spoke to his identity, right? And yeah. And I think that. Like we need to surround ourselves with people who speak life into us and see what God sees about us and calls it out of us. And yeah. So I think that and then and then um, um, I, I, you know, a prayer. I mean, just spending time with the Holy Spirit and um, um, but also I, mean, I think declaration. I think probably that's that's another just declaring yeah, yeah. it, not just meditating, but begin declaring that over yeah. yourself. And I don't know about you, but I can I. Like I can call myself moron and idiot without any problem. Well, I can call. I, I agree. I can call you moron yeah. and idiot without, yeah, I can call yeah, that, without I any call problem. That, I can call you that also. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so. Wait, wait. Time but out. I have to change. I, I would never do that. But I, I don't know, even you, think you, that you, way about it. So. You've never called me that. You've never called me that. Yeah. The, anybody watching this, he's never called me that. I've never thought oh. about. I've never thought that either. But, but yeah, that's. But I'll yeah, make a mistake. Really, yeah. I'll make a mistake and say, Tim, you yeah. moron. And, yeah. and I think we got to change the way we speak about ourselves. I right, mean, we wouldn't, right. I wouldn't speak that over anybody else. Why would I speak anybody? That over me? Even right. if somebody was acting like an idiot, you wouldn't say that. I know. And I mean, know? Let, let, yeah. well, let me, oh, I, you know, probably need to confess. There are times when, you know, some, somebody, somebody is acting like a buffoon driving and I'll say something, but, oh, yeah. um, but they That's- don't hear me. They don't hear me. So they're That's driving good. so poorly, the Lord's probably not even in the car with them. So yeah, right. does it really matter? <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, I would have said just a short number of years ago that I didn't have any negative thoughts like that. But as soon as I started practicing journaling in a different fashion, I've journaled on and off all my life, but it's always been intellectual. When I started, you know, writing down emotions, it was like, okay. Wow, this yeah. is odd. I do have a there's there's a there's a negative self talk that's there that I couldn't hear because it was so deep and it felt just like just like it was supposed to be there, right? You know, and so yeah, that Stephen Wendy Backlund, the Igniting Hope Ministries that they do has been great, and I I did not like it at all uh, when I first heard about declarations, of course. I was like, oh, that's name it, claim it, and had all my judgment against it, and I declared that it was bad, And uh, but man, I've I've got his book by my bedside right now, and I listened to his podcast once or twice. I listened to it this morning while I got up and, and I took a walk. I listened to 15 minutes of his of his most recent podcast, but yeah, it's very, very good to hear that. Well, that's been awesome. Hey, can let's let's close. Why don't you just pray a pray a prayer of blessing over the identity as as we close yeah. here? That would be awesome. Okay. Well, Father, I just thank you that you created us and you created us in your likeness and in your image. And um, Father, I just pray that those that are that are listening, those that are watching, that um, that if they're struggling in the area of identity, that um, that they would be reassured that um that you know them you know them you call them by name 
-hmm. and um, you speak and declare things over them. You, 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 you see who they are and you're calling that out of them. And uh, really from the time that they were born, I, I would even say, according to scripture, it's even before they were born mm -hmm. and say, Father, I just pray that they would get to a place where they really believe it. Yeah. But they truly believe it. And they begin to walk that out. And, um, and Father, they walk in freedom, not trying to, not trying to be something, but uh, just we are called human beings, not human yeah. doings. And so, yeah. Father, I pray that they would just be and rest in this, this place of being who you called them yeah. to be in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That was great. And anybody who's here that's listening that needs uh, would like a sozo or an inner healing session, just just contact me. I'll give you a couple resources that are really good that I've used. There's three people I've used over the last ten years, and um, you, I'll give you all three numbers, and they're all three different in different ways. All right. God bless y'all. Very cool. Bye.